the Slazoom Podcast. Thanks, Dracula. And <clears throat> and listener, I have I have to apologize. I I made a grave mistake on last week's episode. I claimed erroneously that it was the fourth episode. But as you knew, last week was actually the fifth episode, making this week number six. Number six! Is that supposed to be exciting? Number six! No, this reminds me of a time uh, uh, in high school, so... There was just this, like, great unspoken bond of the best way to be a dick in high school. Mm. Um, like, uh, a good example of this of this uh, unspoken bond is when we used to play hacky sack. Um, and, you know, when you stall something in hacky sack, like, when, the, when it gets stuck on you somehow, um, we'd be playing, and it would, uh, we're playing with our friend Colby, and it got, like, stuck on his pants or something. We're like, I see it, I see it, and just started kicking at the ball. While well, it was still on, I think I might have been like stuck in like a fold of his jeans above his crotch too. So it was especially a good place. Nice. Um, but you know, all at once we just knew this was a thing to do. Uh, another time, um, we were hanging out with uh, a friend of mine who, for some reason, there were I think there were like eight of us, and uh, he had some. He had Pee Wee's Playhouse on the on the TV. Nice. Um, it was just kind of going on the back room. No one was really paying attention. And then someone said the secret word. And we all, like, three of us just turned to my friend Bob Brock and just punched him in the dick. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> secret word. <laughs> Somehow we all wanted to do that. Yeah. That's beautiful. That. <laughs> secret word. I still hear the secret word and, and drive to Brock and punch him in the dick. <laughs> yeah. Brock had a hard time. Yeah. 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 He was... Poor guy. Like, in terms of, like, the, the social ladder um, in high school, he was in the exact worst place in that he was pretty popular. So, like, he was popular enough that, like, no one would ever feel sorry for him. And everyone kind of hated him for being that popular. <laughs> but he wasn't popular enough that anyone, like, actually, you know, had any negative repercussions for being a dick to him. So he really got it from both sides. It was, it was, it, well, he mostly got it from his friends, like, usually, it's like three or four closest friends just were horrible, horrible people to them, which I would like to believe I was one of those. Yeah. Or, or maybe I was just some random dick who he didn't really care for, who was also just really horrible to him, but. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I like to think that that's kind of your contribution to this group oh, as yeah. well. <laughs> it's like, ooh, I don't really like you, but. But you uh, keep me around because I'm awful to everyone. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of a great equalizer, yeah. you know? I'm like, I'm definitely like the leader of this group. I'm the coolest person here. I think everybody agrees. Easily. Yeah, Colin's yeah. a lot less cool than I am, but when you're here, you're like equally an asshole to both of us. That's right. And so it, it really equals. Yeah, it makes me today. feel good about myself. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time we coolest. drank together, and I just threw a shot of Jaeger on your crotch for no reason. <laughs> I was really drunk that You do that with everybody the first time you drink with them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have my first beer with my dad. Here's a shot of Jaeger. <laughs> right in your pants. That's what I did at my first communion at church. <laughs> just threw it on your dad's pants. Yep. Yeah. Ceremonial robe. Uh, yeah. nice. I think that's the same night where uh, Kroll's roommate had a, or 
Someone in Kroll's house. There, there was a loaf of bread. I was not going to stand for that shit. Just, like, <laughs> walked up and threw it around the yard. And <laughs> oh, I, like, yeah, that's kind. I had, like, a putty knife that was, like, serrated on one side. And I just, like, yeah. sawed a can of beer in half. I remember that. I was, it sprayed everywhere. I was, I yeah. was uh... It's a good thing that was all outdoors. Yeah. Was or in Kroll's shitty house that was... That was at the North Park? Yeah. 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 Where we'd play... A beer pong, and by the end of the night, the the cups would be half beer, half dog hair. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. drank it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And this is before we figured out you can just put water in cups. And oh, that's take a drink of beer. Bush league. Bush. Yeah. yeah. Man, that, that was like the house rules. It had to be beer in the cups. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you know, part of me yearns for those days. It's yeah. like that's like legit beer pong. Because when you lost, you actually had to drink all that beer. And there was probably a lot of dog hair in it. So there was a lot of incentive to do well. Yeah. My immune system has never been stronger. <laughs> I, uh, I remember when when we'd just go out there, like, not even to win, just to get trash. Yeah. And we'd fill the cups completely <laughs> full of beer. So you just, like, hit it anywhere on the triangle of cups and it sticks in the liquid. Yeah. You're giving yourself and you a have to drink an entire cup of beer. Anyhow. Throw it up and drink it and throw it up. It's the it circle <laughs> of beer. And so, we'll drink it all. Now that we're done taking that walk down memory lane, I think it's there were a couple the things we were going to. Oh, beer. <laughs> okay. Circle of I think there beer. were a couple things we were going to talk about. I think, Colin, you were going to talk about what an asshole Caleb and I are. Um, mm hmm. About I, Munchkins. Oh, right. And then I think Caleb and I, this is a conversation we've had before, but it's worth repeating. Mm, that yeah, you're the things that mark something as futuristic. Ah, yes. And like, whatever there's a futuristic. So we'll start with this one, I guess, since I started explaining it. Yeah. That's good. Like, anytime you watch sci fi or anything that takes place in the future, and there's like a really futuristic advanced society, or like, maybe not, not even in the future, but just like some alien race that's basically human but it's way more advanced. Uh, we've noticed that the true hallmark of enlightenment is they're always wearing gray clothes. Like, everything they wear is various shades of gray. Yeah. And um, often it'll be, like, in jumpsuit form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm a little concerned, like, right off the bat, the futuristic thing that I think of is Star Trek, where they wear nice, bright colors. You know, your, your gold suits, your yeah. blue... You're red. That's the exception that proves the rule. Which is the <laughs> stupidest thing in the world. Well, look at their pants. I bet their pants are gray. Black. They're, yeah, black. What? It's no. just it's just a really dark gray. Okay, so every time in Stargate... Well, Wesley wears gray. Or Stargate, Stargate Atlantis, and there's some really, some, some really advanced race, they're always wearing gray clothes. Yeah. Mostly the Ashen. Yeah. They were goddamn useless. Yeah. I, I'm glad they all died. Yeah, they Bye. had it coming. Let's see, the, the neutral people from the neutral planet of Futurama, <laughs> yeah. they were all gray. Yeah. Uh, what was the, the race um, from SG-1, the one where they went to the future, and then they had to like send a message back to the past through the Stargate? Uh, it's where this alien race like took over Earth and like did they like Children of Mend Us? Oh yeah, dude, that was really prophetic because this episode of Stargate SG One came out in like two thousand three or two thousand one or something, 
And they totally predicted, like, the square glasses frames where, like, only the top is there. Like, the glasses frames that they predicted for the year 2010 were spot on. Nice. Wait. So maybe... Wait, Stargate's not a true story, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still feel like they're... I, I, don't, I don't like people to wear them. They might look good with those glasses, but, like... I don't know. You don't they, trust them. They you feel think, like they're going to children of men us. Yes. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know. It's like they think they look good or something like that, and it's like a cocky look. I don't know how to explain it. I don't it like kind of seems like they were building, like, they just ran out of materials to the bottom half of the frame, and they're like, you know, I'm going to make it look like uh, that was intentional. I hate when I when I go to the Capitol, and there are, there are other journalists there, and, and I'm not kidding, literally... All of them are wearing glasses. Literally all of them. And some of them are probably 30 years old. Just no context. If you're a journalist, you have to wear glasses. That's the thing. <laughs> so nobody takes me seriously because I don't wear glasses, I guess. And I don't know why. I have no idea. It just pisses me off. Just like the way they, they're like, they went to like Party City and bought uh, a journalist uniform and put it on every mm-hmm. day. I'm just, I don't know. Think they sell those at Party City? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> now, do they wear fedoras? We're going to have a party where we're going to go and report what's happening. <laughs> well, where else do you get uniforms of other occupations? I mean, we could punch you in the eyes to try and damage your eyes so that you need glasses. I'm already getting there, I feel like. Um, well, yeah. I, I say that. I don't have my... my superhero vision anymore. Like, my superpower was always, like, ridiculously good vision. Oh. I don't have that anymore. I feel like I'm down to 2020. That's like, I used to be able to read the entire eye chart with no problem. Yeah. That, that's pretty fucking good. I can't make you out from, like, without my glasses. You from, can like, make seven out with me without those glasses. Away. I can <laughs> tell... I can't tell that you're Colin. I can tell that you are... Caucasian, and that you have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong again. Can you tell That's if it. he has a nose or not? You should. Oh, oh well, yeah. Wait, 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 <laughs> yeah. If I turn this way, you can definitely. Actually, without glasses, it makes you look even more like a proboscis monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And everybody tells me that. There's probably also the effect that, like, your nose. I mean, you're sitting like seven feet away, but the tip of your nose is only like two feet That's away. That's true. So. <laughs> so it comes in. <laughs> Yeah. Real well. <laughs> Until I turn my head. Yeah. It's, a, it's a blurry dorsal thing. It's like, is that too good, Sam? I think it's too good, Sam. <sighs> this is that time of the that time of the episode again where we get to Colin's grabbing beer. Colin's grabbing beer time. Colin, can you just give me a couple fingers of Caleb's white label? And put it in his butt. Forever. Yeah, that too. Dude, good, good, good call going with the handle. Yeah, I mean, that's such a bargain. That's, I, I finally realized I drink enough bourbon that there's no re- need for me to not get a handle. Because it's just like, I drink it straight, my wife drinks it in cocktails. Um, yeah, it's not like it goes bad. Right, right. There's just no. <clears throat> yeah, in this particular one, so. Going from like a 750 to a 175, that's more than doubling it, right? Right. 
And the price difference, I think like the mm-hmm. 750 was like 22 bucks. That's just 28. So I was like, that's a no-brainer. Right. You definitely go with the handle. And uh, now I get to look like even more of an alcoholic. I, I have right. giant bottles of Well, okay, here's the thing. If you just get a decanter, you can pour your handles. You can just pop off the decanter. No. No. Uh, Collins asked me if I want ice, and I don't have... I am a giant vagina tattooed across my forehead. Which means that... Oh, that's a generous two fingers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that hard. Anyways, uh... <laughs> You can share it with Caleb. Drinking whiskey on the rocks is for. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it diluted, but I I do like it cold. So I don't know. I agree. I also think it's sort of uh, like it cools it down right away, and it does dilute it some immediately uh, as the as like it reaches equilibrium. But still. And, you know, in the short term, you're getting, like, a very strong drink. But it kind of trails off towards the end, and I kind of like it that way. Oh, yeah. And then you get to chew on some ice at the end, which is That's true. Yeah. I'm actually... That looks good. I kind of want to steal some. Well, you can help yourself, sir. I might have to. Might as well get drunk today. Again, I... All I have to do is write a bill round up tomorrow. There's no legislature, so... Yeah, like, fuck all to do tomorrow. Hey, Caleb, your leg's bleeding. Oh, it's it stopped. It comes and goes. <laughs> <laughs> it does that. Don't worry. Okay. No, I um, I rode. See, I got a bike. See, I got a bike. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I, I rode my bike into work today, and uh, I'm still not very good at riding bikes. Uh-huh. It's probably been like before I got this one last weekend. Uh, it had probably been. Oh, let's say ten years, maybe more, since I've ridden a bike. Uh-huh. So I'm still sort of getting my bike legs back, uh, and I like had to stop awkwardly at one point on my way into work, and I ended up like jamming the, uh, the pedal gear. into my leg. Oh, that's the pedal. Yeah, the gear was just like perfectly designed as a torture instrument to like lacerate flesh in a very uh, unpleasant manner. Yeah, they, these pedals are, they kind of have, like, spiky bits on them, which kind of helps you grip, but uh, right. also tears directly into your uh, into your calf. So I was walking back today, and I saw a girl um, running her dog while she was on a bicycle. The dog was running. Really? And the dog decided to stop immediately and take a shit <laughs> and pulled her right off the bike onto <laughs> the ground. Oh, you that's you beautiful. That, isn't the whole point of, like, running your dog so it can defecate and stuff. I know. That's a point. Yeah. Also getting, like, energy out and everything. But, yeah, it surprised her and she fell off and it was pretty funny. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I felt bad because I was the only person around. Mm. So I, like, looked at my phone when she looked around. Like, oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Yeah, I should just I laugh. Go and laugh. help her up or kick her while she's down. Should kick the dog down. <laughs> This is more than you deserve. Dog did that thing where he kicks up grass after he's done to mark his territory. Ah, yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Did he kick his poop all around while he was at it? No. No. They don't usually do that, but every once in a while. Mm. Yeah, sometimes we'll just find like a cat turd at the opposite end of the room where the cat box is in. It's like, yep, someone didn't really. (laughs) 
They knew what they were doing. <laughs> My cat used to sometimes go into her litter box and just like sit on the edge of it. So all four paws were in the litter, and then she just shit outside the box. Like, <laughs> dumb little asshole. <laughs> and then, yeah, of course, then she'd throw litter out to cover it up. Yeah. Which makes even worse yeah. of a mess. Yep. So we, we mentioned uh, chewing ice earlier. Mm-hmm. I want to get back to that with, with regards to that. Like, These are the issues that matter. So yeah. It's good we're getting back to this. Uh, well, this is only sort of obliquely related in that, uh, so that's supposed to be kind of bad for your teeth, right? Uh-huh. So I went into the, uh, endodontist this week, mm-hmm. which, uh, for those who don't know, is like a dentist who specializes in like root canals and stuff like that because <coughs> I have a root canal in like one of my front teeth, uh, from when it got knocked out, um, when I was kid and uh it needed to be reworked because the guy who did it was the guy who did the root canal originally after the tooth got knocked out Mm -hmm. was a dentist who uh it was basically a farmer who did some dentistry on the side i wish i hadn't heard this story already yeah go on yeah you can you can tune out this is just for the listener and i guess ethan um right so uh it had to be reworked. So I, I went in, and uh, the guy was... Th- I did this at the, uh, the the dental college, like the faculty practice. This is oh, like an wow. old guy who's like a, a dental faculty there. Oh, was it Dennis Feely? No. Okay. No, it was... Uh, guy. Uh, it was. It was a different guy. Anyway, it's like an old guy, and you could definitely tell like he, like he was a... He was a teacher, because like he would... He'd like show me the X-rays, and he was like explaining like, oh, this is like this because uh, the tooth was probably outside of the gums for more than like thirty minutes or something like mm-hmm. that, and so on and so on. And then he said, and he was like looking at this, is like, yeah, this is this is hot garbage. I really want to get in here and like fix this. And so I'm like, okay, you should do that. <laughs> and uh, and so then he did. But I had some second thoughts, sort of like halfway through the procedure, because I noticed. When his, like, hands were drilling into, were, like, holding a drill that was going into my tooth, uh, he doesn't have the most steady hands in the world. Oh! Well, that's probably something you want in a dentist. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't great. Uh, ended up getting the job done, but, man, I was, I was a little nervous. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, his, his hand was, like, right in front of my face and, you know, visibly shaking. Of course, it was probably very visible because his hand, his hand was, like, right in front of my eyes. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was uh, quite the harrowing experience. And then also, so, to, like, kind of isolate the tooth that he's working on from all the rest, he put, like, this little rubber dress oh, around yep, it. Oh, those things, yep. Yeah. But the seal wasn't very good, so at one point he was bleaching the inside of the tooth, and so he had, like, this syringe filled with, like, chlorine bleach or something. And he was, like, putting it in there, and then the dental assistant was had, like, little vacuum things, so he was, like, vacuuming it out as it was running out of the tooth. But the seal was pretty garbage, so I had all this chlorine just, like, running into my mouth. Yeah, I've noticed that your gums are a brilliant, sparkling white. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so now that, that, that dead tooth is less... Oh, yeah. Yeah, can you tell? Is it less terrible than it was? Yeah, yeah. Not even. It makes you look less like a witch. Well, good. <laughs> Hot diggity. 
more like a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was also kind of a harrowing experience. And that was my trip to the Anadonist. Thank you, thank you. So we can get back to what we were talking about before. Which uh, was shit that looks futuristic. Oh yeah, yeah we like abandoned that, that in a hurry. Yeah, we did abandon that. Uh, I think Colin, you were going to talk about how big oh, an asshole. Also, ha- uh, indoor plants. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Anytime there's a futuristic society, they always have a lot of like potted plants. Yeah, except on starships in in Star Trek. In Star Trek, they're not on the ships, except maybe like in cabins and stuff. But if you, if, when they're ever, they are on planets, potted plants everywhere. Yeah, they definitely have plants and like fungi and stuff like that, and little spheres and shit. And um, what's what are those little trees called? Bonsai. Bons? Is it bonsai? Bonsai tree. Uh, yeah. Card's got one of those. Of course he does. God, he's a bonsai person. He's so hot. I mean, <laughs> awesome. I mean, awesome. I mean, platonic. He's so platonic. <laughs> Is that Jupiter? Oh, Jovian galaxy, I guess that would Jupiter. be Jupiter. I don't Jovian. even like her. Aha, nice. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. Talk about a big gas giant. Am I right, fellas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what else? Rings. Rings make things futuristic, right? Oh, yeah. Like, what sort of rings? rings. Pointless rings that serve no purpose. Like, uh, married men and women. Um, Saturn. Yeah. Like, if um, they had, like, rings around their neck or... Like, the Stargate? Stargate. Yeah. Cock rings. Oh, the, the halos from Halo. Zahalu. I mean, Halo. <laughs> yeah, those two. Zahalu. <laughs> From Avatar. So I don't think that was circular, but... No. Nor futuristic. Um, yeah. It's kind of future. I mean, they're not futuristic. Uh, yeah. Man, Avatar. When's the next uh, Avatar movie come out? Is that this year? Uh, hasn't it been like a year off for the last, like, ten years? Is that right? I didn't know. I've just always known, like, it's a... It's like more than a year away, so it's like not even on my radar. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's gonna be next year. Yeah. Some. Um, oh no. That's the saying, two thousand twenty. Oh jeez. Actually, I don't. I don't know. What do you make of this? Avatar two, two thousand eighteen, fantasy action, next installment, two thousand eighteen or December eighteen, two thousand twenty. Nobody knows. See? Pick, pick yeah. a date. I don't know. Could be anywhere between one and three years. Or never. But man, I remember walking out of that first movie, and I think this was not an uncommon thing, and just feeling like, God damn, Earth is so boring. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I think if you're walking... I think if you walked out of... The theater, and the theater was like in the middle of the Amazon jungle, or the Great Barrier Reef. It probably would have been better, but downtown Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. It's not a lot of garbage. biodiversity. No. Or but even, even if I'm in the jungle, I can't like fucking mind meld with a horse. 
What's stopping you? <laughs> you can dream it, you can do it. And that fucking horse is dreaming about it too. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I guess as long as we want the same thing. <laughs> or as long as you want the same thing. <laughs> Touching every animal. Like, this spot. <laughs> this is working! This is gonna work until I grow a ponytail. And then we're gonna hook our ponytails together. And then we'll be cooking with gas. <laughs> or perhaps unobtainium. <laughs> God damn. They could not come up with a better name for that, for fuck's sake. I wonder how obtainable unobtainium was. Not very. Oh. <laughs> but not completely either. That's right. It was more like hard to obtain the yum. <laughs> hard to. That's true. It should have been hard to. Difficult to obtain <laughs> Expensive to obtain <laughs> It seems like the fact that they had to be put in some sort of suspended animation for that long to get to the planet. <clears throat> if it takes that, if it takes that far in the future, do you think that like the the capabilities of like nuclear fusion, that if there's this really rare element there, yeah, um, that they would be able to just synthesize it through uh, what do you call it when one element becomes another trans alchemy. Yeah, alchemy. Uh, yeah. Transmutation? Yeah. Trans-Siberian like Railroad. Like, yeah, transmutation. Like, it was more efficient just to, like... Who knows, man? I mean... You, you don't know that, that yeah. they have that capability. That's really... Well, wasn't somebody... Wasn't uh, someone talking about, like... Uh, wait, it's not electron orbitals. Or is it the strong force? There's the weak force that... Like, there's a bridge that, like... Because right now, every element that they... Like, every additional element that they invent, where they just keep freaking bombarding nuclei with more protons... Yeah. Um, that they're just so unstable that they have a half-life of, like, a second. Mm-hmm. And there's just... You're making new elements just to basically... Say you've made new elements. There's no practical application. Right. But I thought someone was saying, like, there's... Like, according to some math model, in theory, once you get into, like, the next electron orbital or something, that you could get stability again if you got past a certain point? Or is that all horse crap because it's all just about the size of the nuclei and the strong force and the weak force and shit? I mean, I I don't uh, know a lot about it, but I have heard that, yeah, there's, there's reputable theories that predict that there's, like, an island... Like up past the atomic numbers that we've reached so far, that mm-hmm. you can have stable nuclei. Cool. Because there's this thing that uh, that you can read about. It's called the curve of binding energy, uh, which is just the uh, basically the the amount like the of worst binding... Harry Potter book there was. Yeah, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter the, curve. the curve of binding energy. Yeah. He just nukes Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> what good is your magic now, bitches? <laughs> um. But anyway, so, I, I don't know if, if you've noticed this, but, like, for example, like, you can get energy by um, fusing hydrogen nuclei, or helium nuclei together into hydrogen, right? But you can't get energy by fusing stuff heavier than iron, because iron's, like, the in the middle, where it, it takes energy to fuse stuff to iron, and it takes energy to fizz stuff into iron. Right. And so then you you get you can get stuff like that's above that, and then 
you can gain energy by breaking the nuclei apart, mm -hmm. a la like nuclear fission, right? Right. And so you, there's this this curve of which is just energy per nucleon and um, an atomic nucleus, and, it, and it's a curve, and it like peaks somewhere. And there's like an endpoint of the things that we know about, and then beyond that, we only have like models to describe. And there's like a theory that there's like a stable point up there where things won't immediately decay. <coughs> Isn't that um, the atom on Futurama on that Tierra? Jumbonium. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like it's made of like really big particles too. So that's like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That could be something completely different, but it's beautiful. Yeah. And very valuable. Yeah. They have really big atoms, and they also have, apparently, very tiny atoms. But they're very expensive. <laughs> that was Science Corner. Yeah. Well done with that now. Now we move to Sports Corner. Science Corner? I don't even like her. Now we quit. <laughs> <laughs> so how about them... Team. Yeah. Them team. You know, when they said that those team were going to win the sports championship, yeah. I said nay. Yeah. But them team went and won the sports championship, and I was like, yay. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> this yes. is not a good time of year for sports for me. It's a Most fantastic not... time of year. It's, it, it's not college football, so that's about... I'm such a nerd, I, uh, like, it is not the natural state of someone as nerdy as I to like sports or follow sports. Because I'm from Nebraska, I am obligated to love college football. Um, Nebraskans need to maybe venture outwards a little bit. And I'm not saying to go to basketball, because that's anathema to Nebraskans, because... They suck at it. But yeah. there is hockey right now. And hockey is a fantastic sport with probably up there with like NFL, maybe March Madness, the best postseason of any sport, which I got like bitched at last night for watching some playoff hockey from some dude. So are they are they like the the post season what? with the most season? Right. <laughs> Why was some dude bitching at you for watching playoff hockey? Oh, Caleb. Because okay. Caleb wanted to watch some bullshit. Yeah, I was watching. I got home at like 10 o'clock, and there's some stupid sports ball puck on the TV. No balls. All castrated. <laughs> was, okay. All Makes stupid. sense now. Colin, nowhere to be seen, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll put on... Uh, some YouTube, and then I'm like five minutes into this. Colin comes storming down the the stairs, wielding a gun, puts the gun right up to my head, and says, "You motherfucker, you better put that hockey back on the TV, son." And I'm like, "Yes, sir. Thank you, sir." And then I put it back on, and I cowered in fear. We missed three and a half minutes of it. Um, but it was good. It was a game seven. And, so yeah, I, I would just, like, I don't know. 
at this point, I guess it would be like arbitrarily picking a team. But pick a team that you think you might like. Follow them. And... Where will they lead? You just follow wherever they will go. Into darkness. Um, yeah. And... I don't know, try to get into hockey. Uh, learn some of the rules, too. Because, you know, none of us have ever played hockey, right? No. I have, so... I played street hockey. Street hockey? You know, where you play with... Because remember this, uh, yeah, I was, my brother and I were really into street hockey, because we had a big cement slab uh, at our house. You say cement? No, I said semen. <laughs> no, we had a big cement slab at our house. All cement slab. And then there were then there were like the cement so tennis came boards from miles downtown, away to see. well down village whatever. Um, and yeah, it was, it was something that wasn't basketball, which is the only other thing you could play on a cement slab. It, in theory, it was a tennis court. So you could play tennis, but no. Um, so yeah, you strap on your rollerblades and your strap on. Yeah, strap on um, and semen. And. Like, you get... Remember, like, there's a Walmart, you can buy these, like, sets of, like, hockey things. It'd be, like, two hockey sticks and a ball and a puck. And really, like, the puck did not work well on cement because a puck really only makes mm. sense on ice or, like, an air hockey table. Yeah. Um, but we don't, always wanted to play with the puck. Don't the pucks more have, like, like little rollers hockey. on them, though? I, I think that was past our time. I oh, think you could buy those, but I think that was a little bit past our time. Because you guys, cause it was just the, really the, the the round, short, like tuna can the, cylinder. The best, of uh, like a, it was a crushed beer can. Yeah, like a crushed beer can of rubber, just on a freaking cement slab. And there's a there is a high coefficient of friction there. Um, yeah, it's, it's not really the only way to make the puck go anywhere is to like get a good scoop under it and like fling it off the surface and make it go airborne for a while. But yeah. I played some street hockey. Yeah, I've done I've done hockey with like brooms and crushed cans. Oh yeah, that doesn't doesn't quite work. The greatest thing about like learning to rollerblade in Carlton is that all the streets were gravel. <laughs> so, man, mm-hmm. trying to rollerblade on gravel like if it was like a really highly packed down area, sometimes it was kind of like pavement, but most of the time you were actually just like stepping. Yeah, with yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, so yeah. I have the same problem in my town. We went to, like, the basketball courts or something to try to rollerblade. And then, of course, you'd have to carry them all the way back home because it's gravel all the way yeah. back. Yep. Well, like, even the uh, even the parts that parts of pavement that technically aren't gravel still have a lot of gravel on them because people have just come from gravel to that. Yeah. And so... Rocks get stuck in shoes and just dislodge and things like that. So. And often the way they seal those roads to make them last a little bit longer is they, they seal it and then put gravel on it yeah. intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, hockey. That's a, a good sport to watch. I know a lot of people don't like baseball, and I kind of understand it because there's not a whole hell of a lot of action. No. Yeah. Hockey's um, kind of the opposite. It's sort of like always action. Yeah, it is always action. NBA, NBA is always action, but the problem with that is, just like this year, it's it's shaping up to be the one versus the two seed and the one versus the two seed in the finals and in the conference finals, and it's just. Is it the same four teams as last year? I know two of the teams are the same. 
Um, no. Wait, is the NBA still going on? Yeah. Damn. They in the semifinals now? Um, yeah, the Celtics and the Wizards are still playing in the conference semifinals. Um, so game... Um, what, what are they on? I think Celtics are up 3-2, so I think this game 6 is coming up. About half a dozen. Yeah, half a dozen. Half a hundred games. More than you've ever <laughs> seen, bro. So, last year, the... The one seed in the East were the the Cavaliers, and the two was the, the Raptors. So they played the conference or the conference finals, mm-hmm. and that's not the same as this year. It's probably going to be the Celtics against the Cavaliers, and then last year it was the Thunder against the Warriors. I guess Thunder had Kevin Durant, but now the Warriors have Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So they're fucking retarded and stupid, and yeah. bad for sports. They're there. And you're you're not bitter about that, are you? No, no. I'd be bitter if I wasn't a Thunder fan. Like even you know, Show our friend, he's he was very upset about that being neither a Warriors nor a Thunder fan because you know what? We're, we're up three one in this series. Oh, they came back and beat us. Oh, it's such a good rivalry. And then Kevin Durant's like, you know what would be easier if I was on the other team? Yeah, that would take me away from this team. And put me on that team, and they'd be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. So, who do you think's better, uh, Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook? Kevin Durant. Think so? Yeah. I think Russell Westbrook's some athletic freak, and his triple-double numbers this year were obviously unrivaled. Yeah. The he I think hit the record this year, right? Yeah. But that's because he's the only player on that team. Well, yeah. Sure. Yeah, what about between Russell Westbrook and Wolfman? Oh, shit. Like, um... Teen Wolf, Wolfman? Because he did play basketball. That's right, he did. What a that's heart throb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Teen Wolf, Wolfman. <laughs> but that's tough. Teen Wolf, Wolfman. Because Russell Westbrook is a dinosaur already. He is. This is true. It's like a little velociraptor. And not just because he's black. That's pretty tough. Kevin Durant's really good at the Westbrook, but... What about, uh... What about you? What about, uh, being... uh, Godzilla and the robot from Lost in Space? In basketball, or just, like... Whatever. Yes. (laughs) Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, wasn't the 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 robot from Lost in Space? That was just kind of like an ordinary sized robot, right? Yeah, and I don't think really it was like built for combat. Didn't (laughs) all didn't all it really do was like flail around and say things? Yeah, it was like it just said danger, danger, Will Robinson, danger. Thank you, Will Robinson. Yeah, drink some more of your whiskey that Colin poured me. Don't tell me what to do. So I was thinking about this the other day. Um, when when I was a kid, we had... Oh, jeez. So apparently uh, we are all participating in a group text message and all of our phones are freaking out simultaneously. Sorry. 
So what were you saying? Okay, back yeah, back to the story at hand. I was thinking about this uh, when I was a kid. I had um, or my family had some relatives that lived out in Idaho, and there were a few summers where we would road trip out there. And there was a time when we had a uh, it was a red Dodge Caravan, and we took that at least once. I remember one time in particular where, um, so there were five of us in the car. I think it was probably my mom and dad in the front seat. Then me and my brother and my sister were in the back. And I would, okay, this is the cool thing about that, that minivan. The middle row of the seat, of seats were on a swivel. Oh yeah. So you could take those seats and like turn them around so they're facing backwards. Mm -hmm. And I like did that with the one opposite of the one sliding door that it had and I like had like a little like uh, cave back there that was like just for me and I remember when um, when we were getting ready to go now mind you we were going to be in the car like all day I was so excited to do nothing else but like sit around and play Game Boy that I was sitting in the car for like an hour before we left. <laughs> how did this? How did this go? I, I was thinking about it the other day. I wanted to all talk right, about. All right, it. all right, okay, we'll talk about. It. I remember but my... before we talk. Thus and sports corner. Okay, okay. <laughs> now we're talking. Fan corner. Okay, yeah, yeah. There were no sports involved here. It was just sitting in a car and uh, playing Game Boy. Oh, and then this is another. Uh, so I think on the same trip we. So this, this is actually sort of news for recent stuff that's happened. Uh, so in Nebraska, of course, you guys know about uh, White Clay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is this, this little miniature hellhole that Nebraska hosts for the, um, was it the Lakota Reservation? It's some, yeah, it's some Lakota. In South tribe, Dakota. Some tribe of the Lakota people. Yeah, yeah, so it's a, it's a dry reservation, but... Um, the Pine Ridge? Pine Ridge, that's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, you know, Nebraska, we're, we're so generous, we offer a little, um, uh, you know, shop right across the border where all of these people can come and stock up on their, uh, on their booze, uh, which they then, you know, drink and, you know, yeah, get alcohol poisoning. So it's and, illegal, like, um, in this Indian reservation, uh, the Pine Ridge Indian, it's, it's, it's a dry reservation. Like, they don't, their law there is that they don't allow alcohol. Yep. It just causes too many problems. Um, just bad for their society. Uh, and so this little town of White... White, White Clay. Clay. Yep. Um, just right across the border. Right across the border. And literally, like, the town of, of, of White Clay is, like, 52 people or something it's like that. Oh, it's, it's like, three liquor stores, and I don't know if anybody actually lives there. Yeah. There, um, I just looked population census in 2014 people. 14, yeah. okay. So basically, they're, they make all their money selling alcohol to the people from the Pine Ridge Reservation where it's illegal. And this has been going on for a long time, and the, the Lakota people have been saying, this is horseshit. A lot of people in Nebraska have been saying, this is also horseshit. And what really chafed my ass is that for so long that this community in Nebraska has been making bank off of selling what is a legal drug in our 
state, but an illegal drug in on this reservation to them. And then when Colorado legalizes weed, they've got the fucking brass balls to be like, but we, we're contiguous with you and people are going to take your illegal substance across the border. That's like, that's been one of the times when I've most wanted to blow up the unicameral. Yeah. Well, wasn't that mostly like a John Bruning thing? Yeah. He was the attorney general at the time. Yeah, that guy was and is a living, breathing pile of human garbage. Yeah. Literally. It's yeah. Awesome, yeah. It's cool. It's, 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 yeah, it's weird how he can practice law. Yeah, it's a wacky one. But anyway, so the reason that I brought this up is on one of these road trips, we thought it would be a nice you know, sightseeing opportunity on our way across like northern Nebraska to drive through White Clay. Oh boy! Yeah, I mean it was exactly and that, and what you Caleb has been a drunk ever since, and it's it's been great. It really yeah you know, shaped his life, turned my life around. I was. You know, my life was on track to me becoming, like, a straight-laced nerd, and now I'm a cool kid. Right. <laughs> now you're a degenerate nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the um, news update is they did not renew those licenses right. for those God, places geez, in please. White Clay, which, you know, you think is good, and it probably is, is a step in the right direction, but that... They're appealing. Yeah, and, of course. Um, also, even if they don't win that appeal, they could just move maybe 10 miles farther away. Yeah. And, which would be a start, but... Baby steps. It, it's, a, it's a hard gray area to tell people where you can and can't put up liquor stores. Right. Like... I mean, when it's generally legal. Yeah. Now, here's my yeah. question. Because... So, I don't know at what point... Uh, reservations have to follow like federal laws, but I, mean, I know I know that like in the Southwest, Native Americans from the Southwest region can legally do peyote because they're like this is a spiritual thing; it's, it's part of all, our culture. Sure, it's illegal in the United States of America, but you know technically we're kind of not really that. So, could they legalize weed? on the Pine Ridge Reservation and then make a bunch of money selling it to uh, people going there. I actually think they probably could legalize it, but they couldn't make a lot of money because around them there's not very many people. Right. And also also, Colorado's right there, too. Also, there's... um, They are the um, Sioux, part of the Sioux tribe. Yeah, okay. Majority in there. But but here's my question... Uh, so I know, like the big problem with marijuana, with like federal law, is it's how, still technically how, federally illegal. Well, yeah, and it's it's to do with like this Controlled Substances Act, where it's like extremely federally illegal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably don't know if like peyote is even listed on there. I mean, well, I think I know, it's, a really, it's a really scale. big point of contention that you mean, like what schedule drug? Yeah, yeah, that, that marijuana is Schedule One, which is like the same as heroin and fucking meth, and it's like no. Like that's that's horseshit. Even if you're saying it is a drug and it should be illegal, it it, it shouldn't be freaking heroin illegal. It, yep. it's not. It it would be absurd to call it as bad as heroin because it's truth be told, it's not even as bad as alcohol. Yeah, and and you know I think Schedule One explicitly says it's a drug with with like no medical uses, which yeah. of course is absurd. Yeah, that's 
complete horseshit. Well, one of the things about marijuana is that um, a lot of its medical uses are like not quite finished with FDA testing. Yeah, sure. So that's like the one thing that people still have to hold on to to keep it illegal. And it, it's, it's a pretty good thing, I guess. Um, <laughs> make sure the FDA has approved it completely. Sure. And people aren't funding it now for that reason, to keep it illegal. Yeah, it's kind uh, of a catch-22. Not, not funding the research. To and keep and it. is it, it's really hard to, to do research because it's a Schedule One drug, too, right? Yeah, that'll, that'll make it more difficult, more expensive. But it's, it's like working against gravity at this point, or you're... It's, it's going to happen, because right. more and more support is going toward that. And I... Nebraska right now, that's one of the senator's priority bills. It's, yeah. Do you, do you think that one's still dead for the year? Um, I, I don't know if it's dead for the year now or not. I haven't really paid attention to it that much, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, even if it goes to general file, goes to debate, I don't think that's going to go through. Yes. Yeah. Our local sexy senator just is not persuasive enough, huh? <laughs> I like I like her, but she she's not real good good at what she does yet. Yeah, well, it's her first year. She kind of just hangs around in there and doesn't really say anything about any bills ever. Really? Yeah. She's one of the people that's. Uh, there are two senators that speak almost never, like literally never on anything and then there's a handful that will pipe up once every week and she's one of those okay and usually she they you get like if you're talking about a bill you get five minutes to speak about it and she usually takes about two minutes to speak and then yields her time to someone else who knows more okay yeah it's a little disheartening but she's definitely the sexiest senator in the unicameral. She, she is she's senator, a local sexy senator. I don't know her, <laughs> but I like her. I guess she's your senator too, bro. Oh, we're in the same. Yeah, we're in the same party. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's the senator senator for this part of Lincoln, right? Yeah. Well, you know the the, the district lines are kind of funky because uh, it's, it's like old. West Lincoln and then like this strange corridor running south down to Highway Two. Ah. I don't know. It's, it's how it is. So my family's shitty van growing up, was yes, this blue please. Ford van. It also had those like, uh, so there were like the two front seats. Then there were two seats behind it that would swivel around. Okay, and nice. this wasn't one of your Dodge Caravan. Minivans. This was a fucking van van. <laughs> Mega van. This thing was a piece of shit. So, so behind these two like, s- like, like behind <laughs> these like two seats that swiveled 360 degrees, uh, which which were behind the driver and passenger and like shotgun seat. On either side, there was like a three person bench facing each other. You could buckle into. And then, oh, on the side. Yeah, like, yeah, like in the very back. So like nice. they were both like, like if you were sitting on this, you'd be if you were sitting on this bench, you'd be facing the person on the bench on the opposite side. But it actually folded down to make a bed. 
which I don't know when my family got the van used, but you know that some strange, weird stuff happened in that van in the 70s. Definitely. Um, and also, this was when I was very young, so maybe I'm not quite remembering it right, but I think I remember um, somebody, like, we wanted a window in that van. Uh, there, there Wait, was someone, this van had no windows? This is a windowless van. <laughs> not oh that God. kind of windowless. Like, well, so, like, <laughs> it had a door on one side, and that door had a window, but on the opposite side, there was no window. Well, we put aluminum foil over that window. We wrote free candy on the other Yeah. Side. My parents but weren't my parents. And my I, I remember, like... Miserable. <laughs> taking it to the junkyard to get a window put in. Because I remember, like, seeing the guy welding. Like you do. And I feel like it was not actually, like, an automobile window that was being put into it. You just, like, put in, like, like ordinary plate glass. I, I remember there being, like, a screen, like, there being, like, on the insect window on it. Well, that's nice. So you can roll down the window and not have bugs fly in. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, but I, this, this van was a piece of crap. I think at one point... One of the chairs actually just fell out. <laughs> While the van was in motion or not? No, I think it was like parked in a parking lot. Like I think it was my sister and her friends were like uh, going to the going to the mall in Kearney, which I don't know how far away from Maxdale that was. But you know, it'd be like a substantial drive. And they got there, and I think my sister must have been like in sixth grade or something at this point. Well, her opened the door and the chair just fell out. <laughs> and she, like, my sister's friend turned to my mom and was like, Mrs. I think I've said my last name in this podcast. Probably best that I don't. Mrs. Jones? That's not my last name. Yes. Like, Jones. Mrs. Jones, I hope you don't mind me saying, but your van sure is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, those are her actual words? It was a very kind of like, sorry, ma'am, but your van is a piece of shit. She might have said piece of crap. Okay. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, when the chair falls out, that's kind of a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing that I remember about this uh, th- this this van that uh, that I had as a as a youngin is mm-hmm. that it came with like the windows had curtains. So they were like, yes, like wooden, oh my god, I remember like, that. curtain rods are on, on the yes. top and the bottom, and like cloth curtains. Pseudo, and, pseudo windowless van. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then like little like Velcro things that you could use to like pull the curtains back. See, Velcro like, was way too nice for my, my family's van. <laughs> I remember like the cloth curtains. Yeah. Uh, and the, then there were cup holders in the back seat. And I remember the because they were just like these little plastic things that would like fold down from the wall. They were just like screwed onto the wall, and they would just kind of like fold down. And those were broken. I think the first time I rode in the back seat, I think I laid down the back seat and just laid into those cup holders with the heels of my feet and destroyed them. <laughs> yeah. So there were no more cup holders in the back seat. Uh, for basically the whole time that we had that van. It worked. Yeah. You had to hold your cups and your feet. Yeah. And I remember also that this was sort of like early on in sliding door technology. <laughs> Stuff started with the ancient Egyptians. And <laughs> couldn't quite get it figured out until 2005. Yeah. So, so the, uh, th- this door, 
oh my god, it was always like really hard to close. Like you just had to fucking slam. Oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we have that problem with ours too. Which is a great way to like break fingers and arms and stuff and break I, the door more and more the more you slam it. Exactly, and so there was I like my head got shut in a door like that. I, I had that happen too in a sliding door. Yeah, I got caught in it. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Please elaborate. There's not uh, a lot to elaborate on. My, yeah, there's not a lot to remember. My like, uh, <laughs> my dad was shutting the door. This was like this was after that Ford piece of crap. This was a Chevy piece of crap, <laughs> and this was a Chevy Lumina. It wasn't a van. It was an APV, all-purpose vehicle. My all dad was purpose. like in the process of shutting the door, and like I was still getting in. And he was doing this thing where he was like climbing into the passenger seat while also like shutting the side door and. Like, my head was in there, and the door just kind of went, wham! And my head was like, ow! <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the same with me. Like, somebody got out and shut it, and I was climbing out, looking down as I was walking out, and it hit me just right above the ears, both sides, slammed my head in the van door. It wasn't as bad as you might think. I'm happy this is an experience I've managed to avoid so far. Yeah. And lives. Sometimes someone like <laughs> shut the door with my fingers in there, and like the door actually did latch because <laughs> they were like like on the rubber seal, and it didn't really hurt that bad. I was just like, crap. That's. Have you had that one happen, Caleb? No. Okay, so I have had that happen, but I was like 24 years old, and I shut the door myself, and this was just like the ultimate brain fart. I, I, there was nothing wrong with me. I wasn't drunk or anything. I or just, at least more than usual. The window was open. I grabbed the door by the, the edge of it, and I just closed it without thinking. And I just, without thinking, did not move my hand, and I just slammed my hand in the door. And it, it also latched completely shut. So I had a huge line across the bottom of my fingers, and it was... They got pretty sore. Yeah. Uh, big. Yeah. I had a friend in college who also shut his hand in the door and it latched. But not only did it latch, it locked. And his fingers were, like, seriously broken. Like, in there. <laughs> and, like, it was just... And so he was, like, trying to dig his keys out of his pocket with his other hand that wasn't shutting the door. And his keys fell out. He was, like, <laughs> oh, no. to the ground to grab his keys, oh, unlock no. the door while his... Like, mangled hand was shut in there. Yeah. And then, like, a, a marching band went by playing yakety sacks. Yeah. They stomped him into the ground, but his hand was still stuck in the door. Yeah, and then a steamroller came around and. That's a naked gun, two, right? That's two and a half. That's one. That's one. Yeah, that's right. Those movies are so good. That's the way my father went. <laughs> I was thinking of, uh,. I was watching that Angie, Angie Tribeca show. Mm. Have you seen that yet? No, but I really want to. It's it's pretty funny. And they had a, an homage toward um, Leslie Nielsen at one of them, where they were on That's a like the whole show. And, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, one specific joke they literally stole, where okay. some, some flight attendant was smothering someone with a pillow, and she throws it at the other, the, the detective, and... It just gets caught in her face and sticks there. Oh. <laughs> I think my favorite line from uh, I think this is the second one from the Naked Gun when he's uh, trying to like spy on him. He's got the wire and they pull back the scuba suit. It's like a whole fucking like studio reel to reel thing. <laughs> and, uh, I think it was the second one. It was the second one because Robert Goulet was the, the villain. 
And he's Rob like, Boulay. there's someone else I'd like you to meet. These are the Stevensons, friends from out of town. I'll be taking them to dinner tonight. And when I get back, I'll have the pleasure of killing you myself. <laughs> Unless he's spot. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> I just like the, 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 the uh, it's it's great acting by Robert Goulet because like the the look on his face is sort of like what? <laughs> Did he really comprehend what I just said? Okay, whatever, yeah. whatever. But, you know, actually, yeah. If I were in that situation, I would hope I would come with a good with a comeback that good because <laughs> that's actually a pretty good comeback. Yeah. The acting in those movies is surprisingly good because, like, that sort of deadpan humor. I think people do a pretty good job of react. Like, the, the actors in that movie do a pretty good job of, like, when someone just says something absolutely asinine, um, or, or just completely, like, nonsensical, like, everyone's reaction is just kind of perfect. Like, well, moving on. Moving on, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't seen that show that. You try back in there. I should. Especially that the first season, they do a really good job. It's really, really funny. Yeah. I mean, if you like Naked Gun, Airplane, it's right up in there. I, I don't know. Like, those movies, they've kind of aged like a fine wine, you know? Oh, yeah. Also, upon multiple viewings, like, there's a little bit of a nostalgia there, too. So those are really fantastic. Answer Rebecca does not have that yet. It might someday. But uh, it is quite good. Hmm. I will definitely have to watch it. Yeah, that's our when none of my regular stories are on anymore. Uh, yeah. What are your regular stories now? Oh, I well, Sunny and Archer and. Uh, Yo, we need to do some catching up. Oh shit! Since. Yeah. Uh, okay. We, we hold that thought. There's not going to be any Sunny next year. I know they're taking. I think because like isn't uh, it doesn't isn't Glenn Howard Glenn Howard like, has like another show? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And isn't like uh, Danny DeVito going to have another like sitcom or something? Uh, That's not really maybe. stopped him before. He's been really busy with other things. Yeah, and still done the show. Yep. Yeah. Like actually, we, I mean Charlie Day has been in several movies. Yeah, several movies. Shows yeah. Going on. yeah. And and um, Kate. Uh, Olsen, she's Olsen. been doing another show. Yeah, too. yeah. I think yeah, maybe it's just because so now. many of them are doing other things now yeah. that they're going to take out. It's a year hiatus, right? Right now, I mean, we'll we'll see uh, if it stays that. I mean, I think FXX is happy to pay them to do as many seasons as they as they want to do at this point. Well, especially because they can just pocket all the money since the budget for the show is like fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they basically need like one set and five people, and you know, I'm still working on it. They can uh, they can bring in Rickety Cricket every now and then and give him like some. Though I I thought I saw that that uh, doesn't that actor like he's the actor who plays Rickety Cricket is David Hornsby. Yeah, isn't he actually like one of the writers or like one of the he's actually like uh, max producers. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those guys who you know. Not in front of the camera that often, but behind the camera, like every episode. Uh, He's related okay. to Bruce Hornsby. Did you know that? Who the hell is Bruce Hornsby? The musician who did that song, like uh, what was it? That's just the Sometimes way it is. Sometimes when we touch, not that one. Some things will never change. It's just the way it is. <clears throat> it was redone by Tupac. 
we'll move on. You know who Bruce Hornsby is? Jesus. You Wait, Bruce Hornsby's Jesus? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now he did it. That guy. Yeah, I think I know him. Yeah, he did do that. He was in that like right. '70s rap group, right? Yeah, the Bible. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> '70s are a crazy time. Yeah, like Run D B C. Nice. Oh! <laughs> I down. See Kyle. I can't. You're not even standing up. I can't. I, I don't speak. Okay. Erectile. So, viewer, <laughs> listener, the Eiffel Tower has fallen. It is dead now. Uh, what is dead may never die. It dead might. may never die. Could <sighs> die. Well, should we so, whip out our dick? Oh, go on a poem. So, Game of Thrones now. Game of Game of Thrones? We have... <laughs> I should have finished saying Shenary. I was going to say, should we whip out our dictionary? I said, should we whip out our dick? And then I noticed that Colin was talking. So I cut off mid-word. I, I like no, that. I meant to do that. I was like, oh shit, i got to think of something to say real quick. Okay. So he stops at dick. But we have less than two months now, or right around two months, for Game of Thrones to Mark come the out. calendars. Pretty excited. They were talking about getting some new spinoff series, too. That's right. There are rumors. Uh, are they going to are they gonna green light your guys' spinoff? <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, I, I don't think they're gonna. Do we do we have a name for this? Um, a song of rice and fryer. A song of rice, right? Okay, so for the listener, Colin, please explain. <laughs> okay, so the idea of this is this was a photoshopping um, stint gone horribly, horribly right, where I took a picture of hot pie and put it with the king of the north. Rob Stark, and the the story was that Rob didn't actually... Well, he did die at... Oh, spoilers. He maybe didn't die. Maybe he did. Spoilers. Anyway. What is dead may never die. <laughs> totally died at the Red Wedding. <laughs> but he was brought back to life by some magical cook. And then... <laughs> He he like, became Rob the Baker <laughs> and opened up an inn with hot pie. <laughs> like in Westeros or just like in, in Westeros, Brooklyn? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's our spin-off. Yeah. Now now is during the spin-off is he still have does he still have like his pet wolf's head instead of his head? Uh, he got he got back to it. He got his real head. He got back to his real head. Yeah. Well, I guess it could be the pilot like how he gets his regular yeah. head back. Oh, that would be a good. A lot good of hilarious hijinks. But I was thinking, like, it could be kind of like a like a Hell's Kitchen sort of thing, where you know they have cooks from all across across Westeros come and try to prepare dishes, and then you know, Hot Pie and Rob are like the judges, and then like they'll have in like celebrity guests, so you can have like you know Tyrion or Arya or whoever like comes in and like taste the dishes and you know give like feedback and then. At the end, uh, the loser gets killed. Yeah, of course. They get married and then killed. Yeah. I, I like the, the picture that I photoshopped was one where he was, like, standing over his war table with a big map on it, where Rob was, and it just looked so pissed off, you know, like, exasperated at this point. And I photoshopped a chef's hat on him, <laughs> and a big wooden spoon in his hand, and I put hot pie on like a stool sitting next to him, pointing at him. The caption was, Rob, you cannot give up on the gravy. I 
know I can't give up on the gravy. <laughs> why, why did I do that? I what was that for? Do you need a reason? This is just Colin, like, laying awake in bed. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. He cannot get the thought of Hot Pie and Rob Stark out of his mind. He's like, I have to do this now. <laughs> it was so... One of those that's just like ridiculously off the wall that I thought was so funny when I thought of it. It just has to be something somewhere. Like, it has to get out of my head, if only to you two and the listener's ears. Yeah. And I, I still have that picture somewhere. But... Well, no, okay. I, okay, so that picture... Colin, you send it to me. I'll put it on the. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, it'll be in the show notes for anyone who wants to see. Yeah. Again, that's my uh, my early photoshopping um, expertise. Uh, I haven't actually done a lot of photoshopping where I put a lot of work into it. Oh, but but this one, it's kind of crude, but it's not too bad actually. Okay, good. You can see it. Yeah, it it gets me real hard every time. Good. Yeah. All right, so. Um, are, are, are we done, are we done talking about uh, hot pie and, and Rob? I don't think so. I mean, they're like uh, I got my point out erotic stuff. Okay, so that the end of uh, that concludes Van Corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, what, what what would you guys say to uh, to doing a little bit of uh, erotic fan fiction again? No. No. My vote's no. No. Man, did you even listen to the last one? It goes for so long. Right, we, we, we'll find a shorter one. You cut it down by the minute, Pooh, it's still nine and a half minutes. We could do Winnie the Pooh and the Sex Vampires. Seven hours. I mean, that's kind of a. I mean, come on, that, that's a classic. That's a wholesome classic. The whole Something family for the, can enjoy. Yeah, the whole family too. Okay. Yeah. I, I I am saying we are doing this despite Colin's objections. Yeah, fuck it. No, uh, that's the problem. I, it's three people here, and it's majority votes. Yeah, and very seldom do people abstain. Yeah, everybody's got an opinion, man. Uh, all right. Okay. Do Do you want to do some platonic fan fiction? I think that would be way more boring. Maybe next week. <laughs> uh, can you queue up Winnie the Pooh and the Sex Vampires? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. Osmo Regulate. Hello, listener, and welcome to another installment of Erotic Fan Fiction, brought to you by the Slazoom Crew. Tonight we have a new, a f- special story, a story of love and lust. Winnie the Pooh. Our story begins with Winnie the Pooh trying to meet his friend in the Hundred Acre Wood. Winnie the Pooh was standing in the Hundred Yard Woods. (laughs) It says Hundred Yard Woods. I'll amend that. Winnie the Pooh was standing in the Hundred Acre Woods waiting for his friend Christopher Robin. The lights above him blinked and the moon was shining. Full as usual. It had been ever since the invasion of the sex vampires. Then he saw something strange. It was scary in a sort of odd, shiny way. It was definitely not a heffalump. It was a sex vampire. 
Winnie the Pooh froze in terror. This wasn't the way he had expected to lose his virginity. The sex vampire landed before Winnie and stared him right into his eyes, for then to speak, Let me introduce myself! The vampire spoke in a calm, yet distant voice. He was glistening with innuendo and syphilis. I'm Edward Cullen, and I'm going to rape you till the cows come home! Winnie the Pooh noticed that the fear was suddenly replaced by perplexion. Do you know when they're going to come home? He asked, stuttering. Edward's grin was now stretching to the point of explosion danger. Late enough, he said, unzipping his trousers. Uh, And then a continuation of the story. Winnie the Pooh woke up and looked towards his grandfather clock that he had conveniently bought for a reasonable price at eBay. It read 35 past 7. He assumed he had got up early, but quickly noticed the absence of any light. He muttered some blasphemic remarks and stumbled shakily towards the cabinet marked Honey in large, friendly letters. He opened it with his left paw while scratching his anus with the right. This terrible headache knew only one cure. His fix. His cure. His remedy. His repair. His repair. He blearily unscrewed the jar as he sat down on the sofa and turned on the television. More reports of attacks, obviously. No surprises there. As he smelled the contents of the jar, he readied the mirror on pure instinct. He had done this so many times, he didn't need thought to do it. Hardly even reaction, he tipped the jar slowly and made a long line of the honey. Soon he would be just fine. The anticipation of the delicious treat to come almost made him shake more. He managed to suppress it. He needed this too much to spill any, as his tongue slowly slid across the smooth surface of the glass. He could smell the lovely cure, already working. When the surface of the remedy hit his taste buds, there was an explosion of adrenaline and endorphins in his bloodstream. This was it. His ultimate experience. This is what he lived for. As his mind slid slightly out of sync with reality, he thought, Oh, bother. My bum hurts. And with that, we conclude another episode of Erotic Fan Fiction. Thank you, Ethan. Oh, what's my sign off now? Uh, someone slapped their dick on the micro, or who wants to slap their dick across the microphone? Beautiful. All right. Uh, I have no such comment. Yeah. And from your master of ceremonies, I just love how it gets. It's so much nicer sounding now at the end. Yeah. He got he got his lessons from David Attenborough. Yes. And here you see the Slazoom crew in their native habitat. 
a small dark room in the basement of a tower. Wow. Where we've been locked for many a good age. Man, if you could get a British accent or <laughs> or any accent. accent. Yeah, you got you got David Attenborough down. You should you should try Capitocula. I could be American Attenborough. I could be Dave Attenborough. Dave Yeah. Davy Attenborough. There he is. That's the okay. guy I want for my school dance. Right, uh, Davey that, Attenborough. That's it. That's it. That that that's it. That that that's all there is. That's all there is. You uh you, you have to go. Yeah. Bye. That's it. Goodbye. 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 Leave. Goodbye. Was that like the original like after the credit scene, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, why are you still here? The, the why are you still here? Oh. It's over. Go home. Go home.